You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. Boris Johnson has been roundly criticised for his response to the flooding crisis, with the Prime Minister displaying his usual level of empathy by arriving in Doncaster with a crocodile-shaped lilo under one arm. Hospital waiting times are at their worst ever level after a decade of Conservative cuts. An NHS spokesperson says the service is utterly gridlocked, as nearly all of their surgeons are currently committed to the complicated procedure of removing Matt Hancock's head from his own arse. Jeremy Corbyn rules out a new Scottish independence referendum within the first five years of any Labour administration, before changing his mind and revising the figure to two years. In related news, seven million red-faced middle-aged men slapped themselves on the back after making the same joke about Diane Abbott's calendar. And finally, John Lewis have unveiled their new Christmas advert, managing to create in two minutes more dragon-based character development than the entire final season of Game of Thrones. Hello and welcome to IC News, the only network willing to catch the spurting truth on our new trainers after tugging off the facts behind the bike sheds after geography. I'm Sam Gore and if you're new to the network, fear not. We're here to bring you the stories from the infinite possibilities of the multiverse of parallel realities that exist alongside our own. Alternate facts are for pussies. We've got alternate dimensions and we're here to carve them up, griddle them in a media skillet and present them to you for digesting here on Earth Prime. We open our broadcast tonight on our own Earth, with the shocking new developments in the ongoing saga of the Jamie Theakston murders. We now go live to Red Redmond in Hammersmith. Hi Sam, I've got to be quick here as even now this story is moving at a truly frightening pace. In the week since Heart FM DJ Jamie Theakston first went on the run, suspected of dozens of murders, Britain has been positively baffled by the revelations coming from the Met Police. First we learned that the 38 bodies recovered from Mr Theakston's flat here in Hammersmith were all a perfect DNA match for Mr Theakston himself. From then on, much like Stranger Things, except without Drake grooming any of the cast, things only got weirder. In the last few days, the entire country has been inundated with sightings that defy comprehension. Stonehenge, the Giant's Causeway, the Ring of Brogdar, St Nectar's Glen, Flamingo Land in North Yorkshire. All over the country at ancient sites of pagan significance, groups of 13 Jamie Theakstons have appeared out of the mist and committed what appears to be collective ritualistic suicide, cutting their throats and lying down in a circle. Each of these sites has since been swallowed by an impenetrable fog, with police and paramedics totally unable to navigate through it. Here in Hammersmith, at Jamie Theakston's home, the fog has also been rapidly descending. What's more, and I really can't explain this, the air feels charged, like a storm's coming. Police this afternoon moved to establish a cordon around the street and... What the hell was that? Alice, did you get that? Sam, we're going to have to move back here. Houses on the street appear to be collapsing in on themselves with fire and what looks like magma erupting from the... Holy shit, run! 
is that? Kick the fuck! I'd just like to apologise to our listeners for the interference on the line there. We're not sure what's happening in Hammersmith, but we'll try to re-establish the link with Red and throw back to him as soon as we can. Uh, Now, much like Brexit, it's time to move on to literally fucking anything else. Now that the general election campaign has well and truly kicked off, with every party tripping over each other to root out old social media posts and commit the biggest possible electoral gaffes, it's time to take a closer look at some of the players. We've had more spin than a roller coaster at Alton Towers, and it remains to be seen if the whole process is so poorly regulated that we're all going to lose a leg. Looking to take key marginals in the name of Remain, the Liberal Democrats have come under fire for presenting their polling data with so much disingenuous small print that it may as well be an Apple user agreement that tricks us all into donating our penises to Tim Cook's personal cock jar. But what would a country run by Joe Swinson's party truly be like? We sent Alison June Smith to find out. The Liberal Democrats. You might remember them from coalitions like the one that stole your future. For a little while, Nick Clegg tried to put little round bumpers on the corners on the coffee table that David Cameron was smashing into all of our shins. Now, as an electoral force, the Liberal Democrats are back, reaching out to students and young people and asking them to once again vote for the condom on the dick that fucked them. The Lib Dems in 2019 are a very different prospect to the old days. There's a new woman in charge, throwing out some serious Veruca Salt vibes. Her party is now so stuffed full of vengeful Tories who came in through the back door that it may as well be a rent boy in a London sex dungeon. We've heard a lot from Joe Swinson about the Lib Dems having every chance of leading the country into a glorious Brexit-free future. It seems only fair to travel to an earth where they're the ones in charge. And I've got to tell you, I really fucking tried to find one. Our researchers have scouted thousands of possibilities, but it turns out it doesn't matter how small you print your bullshit at the bottom of a bar chart. The Lib Dems just don't come out on top. This place is the closest we could get. Earth, Beta, Unicorn, Thatcher, Light. Here, the ozone layer was completely destroyed back in the 80s, and the surface of the planet is now a radioactive wasteland. The few surviving humans live underground only to venture out into the baking sun to fight over oil and the remaining scraps of salvage. The two largest tribes, the Bullingdon Boys and the Social Murdercrats, have been at war for longer than anyone can remember. The Bullingdon Boys have most of the resources but struggle to reproduce because of all the inbreeding. The social murder cats have more people but keep killing their leader and splintering off into smaller war bands. Oh, hey, look, here comes one now. Under his stewardship, our once broad church of a war band has been riddled by the cancer of anti-Semitism. Witness me! Which is where the Liberal Democrats come in. Hidden away on a tiny patch of land that can only be reached by a day's travel on an incredibly impractical high horse. Brexit never happened here, because instead, over 7 billion people died. 
Here, Joe Swinson and her loyalists have their own water pump and can grow potatoes in their own shit. And that makes them just about the most prosperous group in this wasteland. And that's about as close to an outright election victory they're ever going to get. I'm Allison June Smith, choking on the disappointing, toxic air of Joe Swinson's meaningless ambition, reporting for IC News. Alison June Smith there, reporting from the Liberal Democrats' idea of victory. I've just been informed that we've been able to re-establish our connection with Red over in Hammersmith, where something extraordinary seems to be happening. Red, are you there? Can you hear us? And are you okay? I'm here, Sam. I'm, I'm here. Having run as quickly as I could away from the scene, uh, our sound engineer is... Um, I, I don't know. I... I didn't see her fall. I, I don't know if it grabbed her. I'm sorry, I, I just don't. Um, so, sorry, I'll, I'll try and collect myself. Uh, this, um, it, it just makes no sense. As we were reporting earlier, the street opened up. Fire blasted out of the ground and out of the earth. I, I just don't know how to say this. Outclimbed what I can only describe as an 80 foot tall Zoe ball. Her eyes are burning pits of fire. Her mouth is fixed with this evil grin, and she's. she's laying waste to London, Sam. Uh, armed police are firing on her, but she's scooping them up, uh, tearing them apart. Oh, Jesus! What's this now? Sam, a, a man has just ridden out into the street on what appears to be a white horse. He's wearing golden armor. There's a great white cape billowing behind him. It's... It's Jamie Theakston, Sam. Jamie Theakston has ridden straight through the cordon and charged towards the monstrous, demonic Zoe Ball, uh, swinging a, a sword, burning with bright blue... What the fuck? This horse has just unfurled a pair of wings, Sam. And now Jamie Theakston is flying towards the head of Zoe Ball, swinging his sword and hacking at it. It's, it's fighting back, flailing its arms. But this is Jamie Theakston. This golden, avenging Jamie Theakston. He's... He's so fast, diving between her lunges. My God, no, she's caught him. Sam, she's caught him. And now she's pushing him into her mouth, <laughs> laughing as she does it. She's, she's... Uh... Again, um, apologies for the drop connection there. Clearly, this is an extraordinary story and we'll get back to it as soon as we can. London appears to be suffering tonight, and obviously that's the biggest story on any British network all the time, ever. But this week, some of those plucky northern types have also been quite literally under the weather. Facing an autumn wetter than Katie Hopkins touring an ice immigration centre, huge swathes of the country are currently dealing with severe flooding caused by climate change. With climate policy looking to dominate a big chunk of the election debate, we sent Tom King to a world where Caroline Lucas leads the country. Thanks, Sam. I'm here on Earth Foxtrot Broccoli 17B, 
enjoying what I can only describe as a truly breathtaking view. And I mean that literally. The air in this valley is so laden with oxygen that without the CO2 respirator I'm using, the alveoli in my lungs would collapse. This is a world entirely alien to our own, yet the point it diverged can be traced back to a single, pivotal moment in human history. Here, veganism caught on before the start of the Industrial Revolution. Aesthetically, it paired perfectly with the stupid hats and twiddly moustaches of the turn of the late 18th century. Through the printing press, veganism was spread by newspaper like a cabbagey virus made of words. This was back when the printed word was trusted unequivocally, the only source of news in a time long before the internet. There was no echo chamber, no anonymous right of reply, and no opportunity to call the writer a sanctimonious soyboy beater cook. An aversion to eating meat became the societal norm, with animal welfare becoming the fashionable concern of the day. So it was that when James Watt first unveiled his steam engine in 1775, instead of being celebrated, he was lynched on the spot because it made a sheep in the audience cough. <coughs> Fast forward to 2019 and what all of this means for the Green Party. Here, Caroline Lucas is Prime Minister, leading a loose collective of sparsely populated settlements in the barren scrublands where the air is less lethal. They scrape out a living by existing in harmony with the natural world around them. As a result, life expectancy is very low because of all the wolves! It's a world without plastic, without climate change, without rampant capitalism and exploitation. But I really cannot emphasise enough just how many fucking wolves there are. I'm Tom King, sharpening a stick, reporting for IC News. Oh, the Green Party. When will you learn that Mother Nature is a vengeful, irrational matriarch who we're inevitably going to have to kill in order to save ourselves? Reversing the effects of climate change might have a trillion pound price tag, but if we know one thing about elections, it's that no price is too high when it comes to buying one. Over the last few days, New York billionaire Michael Bloomberg has expressed his interest in running for president, off the back of the recommendation of his friend, other billionaire and one of the observers from Fringe, Jeff Bezos. On top of that, Bill Gates has stated publicly that he wouldn't be very happy if Elizabeth Warren taxed him $100 billion, because he would then only be left with $6 billion, and would presumably have to immediately eat his children to avoid starving to death. Over here in the UK, Labour MP Lloyd Russell Moyle caused controversy by speaking candidly in an interview, stating that he didn't believe any UK citizen should be a billionaire. With just over 2,000 billionaires in the world, obviously, this senseless onslaught against the oppressed minority has to stop. It's fat cat shaming, pure and simple. We sent our best reporter, internet conspiracy theorist Danny Sutcliffe, undercover among the super elite, in an attempt to find out just why the selfish monsters in this country struggling by on poverty wages are becoming more and more whiny about the wealth gap. Hiya Sam. Sorry about the noise back here mate. It's a bit crowded, but I should have a couple of minutes to talk to you before my shift kicks off. Well, thanks for finding the time, Danny. Tell us then, how have you been infiltrating the inner circle of the world's richest elites? 
Well, Sam, it's been quite the journey. First of all, I smuggled myself by jet ski onto the island of Breku. Breku. Breco? Nah, I've written it on my hand and I still can't say it. <laughs> Fucking hell, be careful, will ya? You're bleeding on me sandals. I take it you're talking about the private island near Sark, where the Barclay brothers live. That's the press barons who run the Telegraph. Yeah, that's them. It was a fucking nightmare, to be honest. I climbed the castle wall and pretty much immediately had to punch out a Rottweiler. These are ruined now. Is he listening? Oi! Danny, I thought you'd gone on the training about working undercover. Punching guard dogs isn't exactly covered by our journalistic standards. You say that, but it worked. I got caught pretty much straight away, said I needed a job, and the head of security offered me one. He said the Barclays admired the sort of gumption demonstrated by a man willing to punch a chihuahua or blackmail a royal nonce to get what he wants. I wasn't sure what they meant by the second bit, to be honest. I thought you said it was a Rottweiler. A journalistic flourish, if you please. He's not listening, is he? Pal. Pal. You are bleeding on my sandals. Oh, hang on, he's, he's dead. Danny, what's going on? Where are you? This is what I've been trying to tell you. I was offered a job, and you know what? These billionaires get a bad rap. I didn't see much of them at first. You don't when you're just a pit dog. But I worked myself up, past brawler and bloodletter, all the way to Myrmidon. And once you've got your foot in the door, they're all keen to shake your hand and get a photo. I've met the Barclays, the Koch brothers, Larry Ellison. I even had a chat with Warren Buffet at the Staff Buffet. Or is that the other way round? I don't fucking know. He likes me work anyway. And the Scott Jegg, apparently. Will you stop fucking jostling me? You'll have me eye out with that thing. Danny, what the fuck is a Myrmidon? Oh, sorry, I forgot I was talking to a layman. Ten clean arena victories or 30 overall melee kills, whichever comes first. Danny, are you telling me you're competing in cage fights? To the death? Cage fights? Fucking hell, of course not. What am I, 12? This is a proper coliseum in the bowels of Jeff Bezos' super yacht. There's enough space for chariot races. It's fucking mental. This is insane. Are you telling us that the super rich are forcing you to compete in gladiator battles for their own amusement? Bloody hell, you're dramatic. Nobody's forcing me to do anything. You know rich people, there's always cocaine flying about, and I'll have a punt at just about anything when I've got me two on. And this isn't slavery. I'm making bank here, pal. The money doesn't just trickle down, it spurts up and out of a severed artery. Danny, you asked for this assignment because of your obsession with globalist conspiracy theories. I thought you were desperate to expose the Illuminati, the wealthy few, the shadowy billionaire criminals pulling all of our strings. What about exposing their criminal acts? I thought that was the whole point. International waters, mate. I've not done the research, but I've signed an NDA and they've gave me this sword, so I can only assume it's all kosher. Oh, this'll be my cue, mate. I'm going to have to go. I can see Mark Zuckerberg in the stands and he's already wanking. If you can kill someone just as he comes, you normally get a gift basket with an iPad in it. Fucking hell. Is it Tiger Tuesday already? Right, lads, you know the drill. Form up. Stab everything that moves. For Bezos. For glory. Charge! Billionaires, eh? You can't live with them, because eventually their insatiable avarice will get us all killed. Danny Sutcliffe there, 
once again showing all the ethical and journalistic integrity of Piers Morgan masturbating into the obituaries of people who refused to shake his hand at a cocktail party 20 years ago. Speaking of ravenous monsters devastating the fabric of society, we've once again been able to re-establish contact with Red Redmond over in Hammersmith. Red, on behalf of everyone here at the studio, I'd just like to say that we're all very glad that you're alright. Thanks, Sam. I can't even begin to tell you what I'm feeling. Hammersmith is a smoking ruin. The stink on the wind is like a charnel house in hell. Copper and blood, cordite and sulphur. All I can tell you is what I saw. An 80-foot-tall, monstrous and demonic Zoe Ball rose out of the ground and swallowed Jamie Theakston and his Pegasus. Moments later, she was cut open from the inside, crashing to the ground and spilling black blood that washed away cars and toppled lampposts. Lying dead, twisted in the entrails of the enormous corpse, was a former live and kicking presenter and Heart FM DJ in his shattered golden armour. We may never know what truly happened here. All I can tell you is that I saw a hero throw his life away for all of us. We will never forget his memory. I'm an atheist, but tonight, after what I've seen today, I will pray on any wind that will carry my voice to the heavens, beseeching them to lift and honour the soul of Jamie Theakston. I'm Red Redmond, reporting for IC News. I'm sure we can all echo that sentiment. Jamie Theakston is live and kicking no more having given his life to save us all from a terrible evil. Sleep now, noble prince, safe in the knowledge that you never have to host a radio show with Amanda Holden ever again. <coughs> and on that sombre note, it's time to say goodnight. We leave you now with the stories you may have missed, like the smell of an old lover's hair in the ever-thickening mists of time, or a pound coin dropped behind the sofa during a frantic fingering session. Anxious about the impeachment proceedings against his father, and after fleeing the stage due to being heckled by far-right activists for refusing to take questions at the launch of his new book, Triggered, How the Left Thrives on Hate and Wants to Silence Us, Donald Trump Jr. finally learns what his sentence will be. It's the one replacing the definition of irony in the dictionary. It's been a difficult week all round for the Trumps, with ally Roger Stone convicted on all counts of lying to Congress, meaning the tattoo of Richard Nixon in the centre of his back will soon be closing its eyes in prison whenever he drops the soap. Venice has been hit by further flooding, meaning the historical city and World Heritage Site has now overtaken Pizza Express as the number one destination for soggy, disappointing Italian food. And finally, Sir Rod Stewart has been left devastated after Labour announced plans to nationalise his model railway collection. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and good night. You've just listened to episode 3 of IC News. We release new episodes of the podcast every two weeks, releasing an extended cut of the previous episode on the Saturdays in between, featuring extra sketches and bonus headlines. However, if you'd rather get the bonus podcasts a whole week before everyone else, 
you can get them on the day original episodes are released by signing up to support us for as little as a pound a month at patreon.com slash stories. You can follow the link in the podcast description to get there. This podcast only exists because of the fans of ICU who've signed up and made it possible, so an enormous thank you to them. In return for joining Patreon, you too can get early access to everything I create, including all the stories on the Facebook page for ICU where this whole journey started. Every episode of IC News is written and edited by me, Sam Gore, and this week featured some very funny people from the UK comedy circuit. You heard Red Redmond, Alison June-Smith, Tom King, Danny Sutcliffe and Rob Mulholland. Check out the podcast description for links and details on where you can find out more about them. All the original music you heard was written and performed by Eddie French, and the logo design for the podcast is from chumchi.com. Additional sound effects and audio come from the good people at freesound.org. As always, this thing can only grow if people get behind it, so if you're enjoying it, please do what you can to spread the word. Tell your friends, share it on social media, leave us a positive review. All that lovely stuff goes a long way to helping IC News grow. If you didn't like it, you can also do us a favour and uh, shut your lying whore of a mouth. We'll be back every Saturday with one podcast or another, whether it's an original episode or an extended cut. Thank you and goodbye.